Finn. And this is Rish. And welcome to Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon Podcast. Halloween edition. <laughs> Rish has got our place all decorated up for Halloween here. I think he went a little overboard for my liking. Oh, it's not that overboard. What's in the crate? You have to tell me. I'm not telling you. Something's in the crate. I Nothing's know in the crate. Okay. It's sleeping. What's sleeping? Nothing's sleeping. Okay. Well, we got an entirely Halloween-themed podcast here for you guys, so we hope you enjoy it. Let the spookiness begin. Hey there, trick-or-treating podcasters! This is Colonel Majora here for more Legendary Reflections. I am finally doing a themed segment. Halloween seemed like a really good time to do so, so here I am. But let's get right to the point. A long, long time ago, a random person had a submission about the Undead of Hyrule. A submission that I actually responded to. Since that was already done, though, I couldn't really talk about it again, so... You know, I'd think of something else. But it wasn't hard to think of what else to talk about relating to the scary things in Zelda. Since there's so much. I could talk about something else about the monsters, the scary places in Hyrule, evil, nasty villains and characters. The list goes on. There's so much to pick, pick from. But that's just it. There is so much. The fact that Zelda is so full of scary elements is a topic in and of itself. So I decided to go through all the main series games and see just how each one fares on the scary scale. It's Halloween, people. We gotta seek out and soak up the sneakiest and creepiest moments of, of Link's adventures. And so we shall. Now, granted, this is mostly for the typical ghost, zombie, monster, Halloween-y, you know what I mean, type scariness. But I'm also gonna go through everything that scared me silly when I was playing through the games. So let's get a move on. First three games. Uh, Zelda 1, Zelda 2, and Link to the Past. They're not hugely frightening. What with the simple guinea-filled graves, slightly silly-looking uh, Stalfos warriors, and Link to the Past's scariest thing would probably have to be Vitreus, the giant eyeball monster. Ugh. And the Dark World, an interesting take on a hellish world, but not that freaky at all. Next, Link's Awakening, even less scary than the first three games. It's too funny to scare anyone, really. Scary things in Zelda are pretty much limited to the 3D area era of games. Uh, after Ocarina of Time, things got creepier and creepier. So that's where we start. Ocarina of Time easily has the two scariest of all dungeons in the series. The Shadow Temple and the Bottom of the Well. Now, the walls made up of skulls, the giant guillotines, the spinning sickles, and worst of all, the horrid screams and moans in the background music. Bloody terrifying. But this was the game that gave us dead hands and re-dead, so I'd probably call those the scariest things. I won't even get started on those. Anyway, let's go to Majora's Mask. Now that was different. Like, different in every sense different. I mean, I, th I think Majora's Mask was the only game that truly strayed from your typical horror. If you don't know what pathetic fallacy is, it's sort of like projecting a character or multiple characters' feelings 
onto the current area, like rain when so when everyone's sad, or earthquakes when someone's angry, things like that. This is used so much in media, but Majora's Mask doesn't use it, and it still manages to scare the bejesus out of everyone. I cannot go through everything that freaked me out in this game, or else this will be the podcast's only segment this month. It would take that long. But, for reference, Them, from Rimani Ranch's defense mission? Good God. Anywho, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons next. Yeah. Ooh, not scary. I mean, the freakiest thing's probably the Face Shrine's music. Mildly scary in a cool way, you know? So, these two games pretty much fail in the scary category. Um, good thing they're good games, though. <laughs> Next! Ah, Wind Waker. So nice, so cute. So, not scary in this lightest way. Uh, the Earth Temple, which was kind of meant to be the freaky part, was sort of made childish by things like Big Fat Jalhala. <laughs> no offense to Wind Waker. I love the game, but yeah, not scary. Uh, aside from the terrifyingly amped up screams of the Redeads. Then again, some might say that the scariest thing in Wind Waker would be good old Tingle. Right, Rishian? Moving on. Now I'm not even gonna, get bo- gonna bother with Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures. Um, they're cool games, but nothing remotely scary about them. Ah, but Minish Cap. Yeah, nothing scary there either. Handhelds are kind of failing on the scary factor. But after all that, there is Twilight Princess. Gotta love it. The darkness, the evil, the mood, it all fits. The realism makes a lot of scary things. Like, uh, the Twilight areas of Hyrule, or, or more specifically, things like the Death Sword in Arbiter's Grounds. But by far, no doubt, unmistakably, no contest, the scariest thing in Twilight Princess, and probably the entire series, Lanayru's projected vision, you know, the vision Link's, Link gets, uh, is, or that Link is shown, after helping Lanayru get the Tears of Light back in the Lanayru province, the one with the dark interlopers and the white eyes and the screaming and the dozens of Vilias and holy crap, the list goes on. If you haven't seen it, trust me, you may think you're living under a rock, but it's a rock well worth living under. But let's move on. Once again, the handhelds fail in fright, you know, like in its predecessor, Wind Waker. Phantom Hourglass is not freaky at all. O- only there are those cutscenes that show what Bellum did to overpower the Ocean King. You know, that music and those pictures are quite chilling. Still, though, onward. And Spirit Tracks! Again! This handhelds, the handhelds fail. Not to rip on the handhelds in general, but they're not serious games at all. I mean, they're very good, but... Yeah, you know what I mean. Maladus? A huge skull, and I laughed when I saw him. Enough said. And now the big one. Skyward Sword. A few things freaked me out when I was playing, things that thankfully were meant to be scary. First off, not the zombie Bokoblins themselves, since they looked painfully silly, but rather the areas that they were usually found in. The areas where when you walked, you could actually hear the bones beneath your feet. Gross. 
Another nasty one would have to be the voice in Skyloft Academy's bathroom. I walked in, and a moaning, nameless hand popped out of the toilet and started talking to me. Nothing to say that you aren't already thinking. Though, I mean, this one's voice made it way freakier than the toilet hands in Majora's Mask and or Oracle of Ages. Nonetheless, a potential scary moment was sort of wasted at the final fight of the game. I won't name the boss for non-spoilers' sake, but when you're about to fight them, they turn the skies stormy in the area you're in. I think that it would have that you should have been made to fight the last boss in a blue-skied, reflection-floored area, i.e., the way the area looked when you arrived there. The calm nature of the background, mixed with the evil feeling of the fight, would contrast in just the right way, and would have made a good kind of scary. And finally, the newest of terrifying things in Skyward Sword, and one very creative idea, the Silent Realm Guardians. Seriously, they work in favor of the goddess, but scare the ever-living daylight out of me. Uh, I'm just trying to find those sacred tear things, and... The second I walk out of the starting point, BAM! Chilling and frantic, yet perfectly fitting music starts playing, the colors around me go majorly inverted, and a seven-foot, weapon-wielding, full-throttle suit of armor suddenly is out to bash my head in. The imagery alone is messed up, but with no weapons to use, you're stuck with running <laughs> from flying and running behemoths of fright. And for the record, the Guardians reminded me a lot of the Phantoms in Phantom Hourglass, but the Phantoms, way less freaky. But I guess that's it. Uh, overall, I think Ocarina of Time was best at bringing out that classic kind of freaky, kind of scary. But Majora's Mask made great innovations in the creep factor of the series. The images, the sound, the atmosphere, it all came together and freaked us all out in a great kind of way. But I want to hear back from you guys. What scared you the most in the Zelda series? And do you think future Zeldas should be scarier than the ones we have now? Let me know at ColonelMajora at gmail.com. That's C-O-L-O-N-E-L-M-A-J-O-R-A at gmail.com. Anyway, I guess that's it for now. So have a terrifyingly awesome Hallow's Eve, everybody. And the same to you, Dindinrish. Back to you. Thank you very much, Colonel Majora, for your segment. I, you know, I totally agree. I think there are a lot of scary themes in Zelda, and, um... Hey, Jen, did you, did you see that? See what? The, somebody just ran past her window. I think you're paranoid. Hey! Hey! It's anime bassoon! What? Hey, get back here! It was anime bassoon. He was going to try to toilet paper our house. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's just lucky. Did he I leave? Didn't... Yeah, I think he's gone. Okay. Good. He he's just lucky I didn't let go. Uh, what was in the box? What's in the box? Well, it, it it's nothing. But I. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Does that mean it just... What is it? Oh my god, it's awake now! Uh, uh, it's fine. It's fine, okay? Rishi, I, what I, did you bring home in a box? I'm, I'm, Listen to that thing! I, I'm 
I'm going to take care of it. It's just a moblin in a box. You brought a moblin home? Yes. Why? I thought it was good ambience. Oh my god. It's it's fine. It's it's in the I'm going to go take care of okay. it. Okay. Okay, um, we're gonna go to um Axel the Beast who's broadcasting to us live from the Shadow Temple. Well, hey there, guys. I'm Axel the Beast, and this is The Wandering Beast, where I travel and discuss topics of interest regarding the Zelda series. This time I'm... I almost fell through the floor. Alright, anyway, uh, I'm in the Shadow Temple uh, because I want to talk about scary themes in Zelda, but most specifically, I want to talk about how to make Zelda scarier, because, to be completely honest, I don't generally find Zelda games to be very scary. So I'll first run over why I don't feel Zelda games are scary, even in their supposedly scary moments, and then I'll take some time to go over what, Ni what Nintendo can do about it. Uh, I don't pretend to be an expert philosopher on storytelling or anything like that, but if you ask me, there are two key things to making something scary. The first is immersion, and the second is danger, or rather, insecurity. A sense of danger or peril or distress, not necessarily actual physical peril, although that is what's, tra what's traditional. Uh, the reasons for these two things should sound natural once I explain them. The, mo the more obvious one is insecurity. It's impossible to feel scared when nothing at all is wrong. If there's nothing wrong, then fear is a totally improper reaction. People are afraid when they are in danger or are suffering. This can be real or only perceived, it can be physical, psychological, spiritual, or it can even be, be about being afraid for someone else who's in danger. But there has to be something to lose, and you have to have a distinct sense that it's in immediate danger of being lost. Sorry, uh, I just, I, I noticed something cool over there. What, what is that? Okay, um, uh, that was one of those guillotine things, apparently. Okay, uh, the second is immersion, I think. Yeah, yeah, immersion. Okay. It is, it's just as important because while insecurity and danger are enough for characters to feel afraid, the viewer is obviously not in any danger. Uh, through atmosphere, pacing, and realism, the story or game needs to make itself feel real. It must draw in the viewer's interest and give them a sense of a believable situation so that their imagination tells them they are a part of it, and therefore they are in danger too. Obviously, rational thought tells the person it's not real, and that's how we're scared of horror while still being while still being aware we're not in danger. I don't think the Zelda series tends to be all that great at establishing insecurity or immersion. Maybe it's not supposed to. Maybe the scary areas are only supposed to be scary in theme. Maybe they're not supposed to be crafted like true horror is. That might be true, but I'm a big fan of horror, and I think that if the game is going to provide us a spooky environment, then I think it, like all environments, should be fully realized and made to really feel like what it is. I've probably already lost a few of you. Mainly, you're probably wondering what I mean about Zelda not being scary. Well, obviously, it's somewhat subjective. Different people have different tolerances to this kind of thing, or have specific things that freak them out, regardless of immersion, while others do not. And there's nothing wrong with either of these. But I think that, aside from low tolerance or specific phobias, again, both are totally fine, I'm not insulting these people, Zelda is, objectively, not very scary, in my opinion. I think the Shadow Temple, widely considered to be the scariest area in the Zelda series, is an excellent example. The bottom of the well has far more immersion and insecurity. You have to navigate without the lens of truth, meaning you're literally insecure in your navigation of the dungeon. 
It's the first time you've seen an area like that in the game, so it feels like a believable location. You're immersed relatively well in your dive under the well, and it's an unsettling location. What is that place? I mean, it looks like a twisted waterway. <laughs> Why is there a waterway under a humble well? And it has aspects of a tomb and a torture chamber. I'm not going to say it totally succeeds at full horror, because it still feels minimalist in its atmosphere, but it does decently. Meanwhile, the Shadow Temple re recycles everything. It's hard to make an area feel believable when it's a total retread. Retreading the exact same walls and sounds makes it seem like just another stage in a video game, which is the last thing you want to think while playing a horror game. The area doesn't feel as realized as the other dungeons either. At best, it convinces you you're descending underground, but there's areas like the big cavern room with invisible platforms that just doesn't seem to match anything. Oh, here I... What? Oh. Ugh. Oh man, I almost slipped off. <laughs> Speaking of phobias, I don't really like heights. <laughs> uh, anyway, the video game feel, I felt, uh, adding to the video game feel, I felt some of the other rooms, like the chambers with the rotating scythes or the uh, ship, uh, felt like gimmicks. Maybe that's true of the other dungeons too, but I don't think it, but I don't think it contributes to the immersion. Uh, there's also the fact that the dungeon isn't necessarily crazy hard. You just feel frustrated with uh, the puzzles, making you more angry than spooked. And the Redeads, are, you know, often considered the scariest enemy in the series, while spooky initially, are probably familiar and non-threatening by the time you conclude the well, meaning in the Shadow Temple, they're really just enemies. Huh? What? What was that? I thought I heard something. Did... <coughs> oh god! Ah! Redeads! Ah! So, sorry about that, guys. I guess we lost the signal. What was that he said about Redeads? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's nothing. Okay. Alright, guys. So, we've been talking about Halloween this podcast, of course. Of course. So, uh, Din and I were talking about, well, how can we decorate our place so it would be a Zelda themed Halloween. Oh my gosh, it sounds awesome. So, I mean, you know, some people might go, well, why would you do that? Because it's cool, duh! And, you know, The Legend of Zelda series has some very legitimate, scary themes to it. For sure it does. And, of course, you know, this is just Rish and I like to show our geek off. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that happens. So, uh... I did a quick... You did a quick Google search on this. And I tried to find some pre-existing um, Halloween Zelda decorations. And the only official Zelda decorations for Halloween that there are are some Zelda 2 window stickers. Um, they also came with Mario ones. So you went way back into the 80s yeah. and that's what you discovered? Is Pretty that much. what you're saying? Pretty much. Okay. Um, and there was also a book of spells craft that I found. And... Uh, I found some party plates and napkins, but the major result was cosplay and homemade jack-o'-lanterns that were carved for, you know, the Triforce and that kind of thing. And as an honorable mention, <laughs> I did find Zelda's Flower Shop, which does Halloween bouquets. But has nothing to do with the Legend of Zelda? So, obviously her name is Zelda or something. But has nothing to do with the games. Right. So, basically, there's nothing out there. <laughs> <laughs> basically, unless you make it yourself. So, Rish and I got talking about things that we'd like to see for our Halloween decorations. So, uh, one thing that I really like... 
that uh, Din kind of brought up was change. You know the end of the game. You know the hero always wins. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Let's change that. Ganon won. It's Halloween. Maybe some uh, shredded tunic and like a broken in half like master sword or broken shields or a rusting shield or something like that. Like Ooh. this is years later. Maybe some craters dug in the front yard. By the way, if you're living with your parents, this is the disclaimer. You have to talk to your parents before you dig craters in the lawn. <laughs> I am not getting in trouble for something you do. The other thing we, Rish and I kind of talked about was try to do your house up um, themed like an area in one of the Zelda games that has the, the undead theme, like the Shadow Temple or Akana Canyon or... The bottom of the well. Bottom of the people. well. So I don't know if you can make guillotines or put torches up, that kind of thing. Warning, fire hazard. Yeah, warning, fire hazard. I'm just going to keep I crossing warnings. if we could put be- bomb flowers, you know, kind of around the yard and maybe a beamos or two by the front door. Um, maybe take that master sword, toss a little fake blood on fake it. Fake blood. That, like, fierce deity sword, although it wouldn't have blood, it would just... Like, burn the blood off because <laughs> it's so awesome, but... You could play battle music. You know, lots of people will put music in the background. You could play battle music or, like, the undead area music. Uh, you could uh, make headstones. You could. A- everybody has headstones Most people time. make their front you yard a graveyard. Put the royal family crest on there. Boom. Zelda. Oh, Zelda's dead in the ground. That would be so good. But you know what my favorite thing to be? And I got this idea from a friend of mine who has... Um, a uh, giant statue. A giant. Of? A friend of mine has a giant statue of Darth Vader. It's a larger-than-life Darth Vader statue, and it makes noises. He's got the different. I am your father, and so on. And so I thought that if we could get a larger-than-life Dark Link statue and stand him in the front yard and have his eyes glowing red at people, it'd be scary as heck. Could you imagine? <laughs> or even Ganondorf, if you like Ganondorf more than Dark Link. But I'm I'm kind of a Dark Link fan. Stop patting me! <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that you could have, uh, just take decorations that are already out there and just alter them into Zelda decorations. So, for example, take one of those spiders that drops down, toss a paper mache or a foam skull on the back of it. Skull and paint it gold. Left. There you go. Gold Skulltula. Or you could paint it gold. Yeah. Make it a gold one, right? I mean, you could do the same thing with skeletons. Make a little shield for them, maybe a ripped up tunic, and there you go. Stalfos. Yeah, uh, you could have coffins with Gibdos in them. His mummy. <laughs> or re-dead around them. Yeah. And even, you know, the from the Adams family, the thing, the hand, well, paint it purple, make it a little bony, maybe a little bigger, there's a wall master for you. There you go. So, uh... We have trick-or-treaters! What? No. Yes, it's Halloween! Hang on. Oh! It's Chase and Hanyu! Hi, guys! Hi! How's your Halloween night? Cold. Cold? Is it cold out there? Oh. Well, what are you guys dressed up as here? I'm Professor. Well, I'm. Oh. <laughs> I'm 
point. That's that's mine. No, it's not yours. It's for trick or treaters. No, it's podcast candy. No, it's not. I bought it at Walmart for Halloween. No, like... it, it's podcast candy for me to eat while we podcast. No, no, that is not the point of the candy. Yeah, it is. Since when? Since always. I always have podcast candy. Well, what do you want me to do? We have trick or treaters at the door. What? Well. Fine, but you know what? They have to do something for us. Oh, really? What? Make them answer, like, a community question or something. Oh. Oh, okay. Compromise. Community question for the candy. Fine. Okay, guys. So, um, Rish says that you have to answer community question, otherwise you're not allowed to have his candy, which isn't actually his. So, um, I guess I need a Halloween-themed... Community question. Um, Sounds good to me. What's, what's the scariest foe in the Legend of Zelda series to you? Do you want to go first? Well, that's a toss-up for me. Between the Re-Deads and the Wind Waker and the Dead Hand. But I think I'm going with the Dead Hand. That thing the is... Dead a, hand for me, too. Like we were saying, alter things that are already there to make them Zelda. Well, you need lots of materials for that. You need paper mache, you need foam, fiberglass, you wood could structure. E- you could even use wood if you were trying to make, like, trying to make a Darkling statue, you need a wood structure. Right. The, the biggest thing is, is it's a lot of work. And is it truly worth it to do all this work to theme your Halloween Zelda? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Is it worth it? Maybe not directly just for one year, but over the course of the years? Yeah. I would do it. Make one thing each year, and before you know it, you've got... By the time you're 30, you've got an entire Zelda-themed Halloween decoration party. And they can double for Christmas decorations, too. How do they double for Christmas decorations? <laughs> I don't know. You take the Dark Link statue, you toss a Santa hat on him, you're good to there go. There you go. Um, so obviously these things aren't readily available to purchase, guys, but these are some of the ideas we had, and we thought it would be a lot of fun. 
um, to have Zelda-themed Halloween decorations. And like I said, some of the stuff could spread into other ho- holidays. I think it'd be pretty hard to make a redead Christmassy. Redead St. Patrick's Day. Dress him in a green. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dress him in a green little jacket. You know what? And I think I think it's a lot easier to make Link multi holiday because you can put him in the red tunic for Christmas. You could. Get his brother Dark Lincoln for Halloween. You could leave him in his green tunic for St. Patrick's Day, but I think it's pretty hard to make a redead multi-holiday. You know I'm gonna figure out a way. Okay, well when you figure that out, you get back to me, okay? I will let all the listeners know how I've figured out how to do it, and then you will be eating your words. Okay, well we're gonna get back to Halloween because that is what this podcast is about. Pumpkins. I totally, totally want to try to carve. Um, royal family crested jack-o'-lanterns. Good luck with that. I'll carve a Triforce, because that'll take me like five minutes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, it looks like we got the signal back from uh, Axel the Beast. See, I told you he was fine. You know, it's it's Halloween, you know, the mood and everything, I just just worried. Yeah, you're just getting creepified by everything that's going on, that's all. Well, anyway, let's let's go back to him. Hey guys, I'm Axel. This is still the Wandering Beast, and I'm still talking about making Zelda scarier. Sorry that I got cut off like that. Wasn't a... you know, wasn't expecting the redead. That's all. Uh, Right now I'm in the basement of the Ancient Cistern. Had to wade through some water to get here, but I'm here. Though maybe a little wet. Uh, Actually, kind of dank in here, too. I've always, I've actually always really liked it here. I mean, some of the area is problematically designed, like some of the pathways and traps in the latter half of the basement don't feel realistic. But for the most part, it's a bit outlandish, but it's a believable area. A different kind of spooky. Feels like a twisted burial ground or demonic tomb. It's based on eastern concepts of hell, so that makes sense. I might be getting a little off topic here. (laughs) See, I'm here because, well, it's time for me to talk about how to make Zelda scarier as opposed to, you know, like, what it why it wasn't scary. And I think that the basement of the ancient cistern is a decent example of how to do it. Not really so much that it wasn't, it was done right, but it's in the right direction. As I said, it feels like a real believable area. It's got some good atmosphere and a consistent theme that's generally unbroken, though it still is at points. I actually felt the Arbiter's, that, I actually felt that Arbiter's Grounds and Twilight Princess accomplished that decently as well. Another advantage is the transition. A sense of immersion comes not only from an area on its own, but from how you reach it. The Shadow Temple had a bit had that a bit with its creepy sealed door with the torches, but while that was excellent, that's the extent of it. Arbiter's grounds had the desert beforehand. This was a lonely, dangerous area, you know, because of the bo- the Bulblins and constantly attacking Moldorms, and its desert theme helped to make Arbiter's grounds feel like a tomb. Its atmosphere and tight corridors and sand helped with the rest. Meanwhile, the ancient cistern had the upper floors above, but you did, but you uh, descended into the underground several times. Particularly, I'm thinking of the first time. You briefly descend into a secluded sewer-like section, which overlooks the main basement. And this foreshadows your eventual descent into the main area below. It's actually startling when you first go through the pipe and the music distorts as you come out into a dark and dirty area. It's like having the dungeon pulled out from under you, and it's disturbing. Then you fight some normal enemies, Skultulas, Bokoblins, but you see the creepier area beyond. Then you return to the upper area as if nothing happened, only to return later. This sets up anticipation and dread. What's down there, you know? And to boot, when you arrive, you encounter the Bokoblins. 
okay, admittedly, they're the biggest flaw of the basement. They... Oh. Look, there's one now. <laughs> Look at him. He's so slow. See, these guys aren't a threat at all. You can easily avoid them. Even if you, even if you get attacked, just shake them off. And killing them is easy. Jump attack or spin attack them to knock them down and do a fatal strike. Easy. Heck, you could probably just... <laughs> yeah, I just pushed him over and he's having, tr and he's having trouble getting up. Uh, see, the, uh, the ancient cistern's basement and arbiter's grounds get the immersion down decently, but they ruin it with difficulty. Arbiter's grounds isn't hard by any means since, you know, Twilight Princess, but the cistern's basement is just as bad. The cursed bokoblins are actually easier than normal bokoblins. There's no danger whatsoever. Immersion is crucial, but if you think if the thing you're uh, immersed in isn't actually dangerous, then it's still not scary. You need both. My propositions for future scary moments in areas in Zelda games is to take what this basement did and no, you stay down and take it further. Let's see some foreshadowing or startling twists. Let's see the area keep consistent and believable and make it unsettling. Claustrophobic, twisted, low vision, being hunted, being trapped. Only some of the many themes that can be explored to make an area disturbing and scary. Kick the atmosphere up a notch, keep the area consistent, and the area will be scary. Just make sure the challenges within are difficult. This is unique for my uh, this is unique for my recurring arguments about difficulty. It doesn't need to be crazy hard, but it needs to feel challenging. It's an, if it's not actually that dangerous, then it at least needs to give the sense of a loss of control. Perhaps the enemies are immune to traditional weapons? If I'd made the cursed Bokoblins, the sword wouldn't have worked on them at all. Or it took a lot of hits. They couldn't be fatal strike that easily, and they kept keep spawning even if killed. Just some ideas. These guys actually redeem themselves a bit with their scary set-piece moments of chasing you up the ladder and attacking you when you're escaping the falling ceiling. These change the rules and make you want to run. They also keep the area fresh and make it feel alive. Or unalive, maybe it's a better word. It, you know what I mean. Uh, it's best for me, though, if the area actually is hard. Keep the set-piece moments, but make the game challenging. Keep the scary area challenging, and it's going to be way more disturbing and awesome. And honestly, the Silent Realms in Skyward Sword did this excellently. You, you just want to run. You're scared, and it's hard. So those are my ideas. Agreeing or disagreeing is fine, and as I said, some people may find the Shadow Temple scary, or even these areas not scary, and that's alright. I just hope Nintendo does ramp it up a bit in the future. I think that'd be cool. Tell me your thoughts, though, in the comments, along with your thoughts on other podcast segments. Now, I think I'll chill here a bit. Those set-piece moments are the scary parts, but they only happen when you try to leave. I'll go later when I've, you know, rested a bit. <laughs> Look at him try to stand up. Axel, why do you have to be so mean to the Bokoblins? They're zombie Bokoblins. No, actually they're not. I will be corrected if I say that. But they're trying to kill him. No, they aren't. They're just trying to give him a big hug. Yeah, right. They care about him. It's Halloween, and the zombie Bokoblins are trying to give you a hug. Yep. Uh-huh. That's right. Don't be mean to them, Axel. No more. Oh, oh, someone's here, someone's here, someone's here! Here, give me that! No. Yes. No. We've been over this. No. I'll make her answer the community question of the month. Fine, but I get this, because it's my favorite. Okay, give it... Thank yeah. you. Okay. Oh, it's Setterwind! Hi, Setter! Hey. How are you? I'm wonderful. How's your trick-or-treating adventures this evening? Good, I got, like, five bags of candy. Wow, you're doing well! <laughs> Uh, what are, what are you dressed, what are you dressed as? Uh, 
Angel. Oh, very nice. See the halo? Yes, I see the halo. Okay. Well, um, Rish has been protesting about giving out the candy, so I have to ask you a community question of the month for you to get your candy. Okay. So the question is, what is the scariest foe in the entire Legend of Zelda series? Armagoma. Yeah, I hate spiders so bad. Oh. So your vote goes to to Armagoma then. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's my scariest. Okay. Well, good choice. Here's your candy. Awesome. <laughs> I'll add it to my five bags. Awesome. Well, you have a good night trick or treating. Don't stay out too late. Okay, thanks, bye! <laughs> Next up, we have a Halloween roundtable. I'm um, hosted by Anime Bassoon, and uh, hopefully he's done toilet papering our house and is back at his station. Which, speaking of, you better get over to the broadcast station, Rish. Do I have to? Well, you're a guest on the roundtable. Oh, that's right. Good evening, ladies. Today I have a very spooky round table for you. Okay, it's not really that scary. It's about everything that isn't scary, but was trying to be scary. And by the way, I'm Zelda Music Lover, and I am doing another round table for you guys. And today I have very two special guests. I have Jin, who is a Hylian knight on the forums and does a bunch of new stuff for the main site, so... Can we say a little hello? Hello. Wonderful. And we have Rishian, or Rish as we all call him, because he does podcast stuff. Yay! Thanks for having me. No problem. So, guys, as you now heard the topic, what do you guys think is about that? You know, scary things in Zelda that weren't really all that scary. You know, for me, it I'd have to say, you know, it's the graveyards most of the time. You know, Graveyards are supposed to be a spooky place. Just, they were kind of bleh. What do you say? Do you know what? I have to agree with you on that, that the graveyards, they're supposed to be spooky. But really, they do fail to do that. In uh, Ocarina of Time, for example, you've got the little kid wandering the graveyard. That's not scary. But that's also during the day. That is, but even at night, there's, the gravekeeper. There's, there's also the, the gravekeeper Dumpy. He's just kind of a goofy-looking character, anyway. I mean, he's. I feel more bad for him. You, you see this little wack-looking guy who digs the graves all day? He's just kind of happily dancing around. He's pretty happy about his job too. He just, he's not sad about it. He likes his job. At the same time, I feel the pose in Ocarina Time are just not scary. They're actually kind of cutesy. They're cutesy little big-headed guys make noises, bounce around. Especially when you get to things like the Post Sisters in the Forest Temple. They're just happy-go-lucky little happy things, color-coordinated, carry little lanterns. I mean, there's nothing scary about them whatsoever. <laughs> okay. It's like a floating bobblehead with a lantern. <laughs> <laughs> a floating bobblehead with a lantern? 
You kind of want to hit one of the Megaton hammers to the heads bobble around, so that'd be kind of fun. They should totally do that. What are some non-scary places to you besides the graveyards? So non-scary that are supposed to be? Yes. I don't know. Are we really supposed to be all that nervous in the uh, fire temples? Because most of the time you're walking around a volcano. I wouldn't do that in real life. I'd walk around a graveyard, but I won't walk in a volcano. But then again, in real life, you don't have a magic tunic that blocks all heat from you. If I did, I still wouldn't walk around a volcano. True. Yeah, that that might be a touch too dangerous for my liking, too. Like, I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> I think there's supposed to be that sense of suspense, you know, oh, I'm walking on this thin wooden platform over lava. Really? For some reason, the lava doesn't bother me as much as bottomless pits. Like, if I'm in the city of the sky, and the floor falls away, and it's, you know, two miles down to the ground, then I'm nervous about what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just, whoa, whoa, don't mess up. <laughs> I'm just carefully spying out the claw shot. <laughs> Or even in the Shadow Temple when you're jumping from invisible platform to invisible platform. I mean, it's supposed to have some scariness factor to it, but as long as you have the uh, lens of truth, you're fine. Well, let's see here. Are there any other non-scary places that are meant to be scary to you? You know what, I don't know about places, but I can think of one situation that... I'm not sure if it's meant to be scary, but... I find it a little disconcerting, and it's in uh, Majora's Mask with the Happy Mask salesman. Oh, that guy freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he goes from, you know, oh, things okay, to all of a sudden I'm flipping out and pulling my hair out. That's so this little nightmare spirals behind his head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all yeah. the stuff that's really meant to be scary doesn't really come off all that well as scary. I mean, you can walk around graveyards and shadow temples and darkness palaces, and it's... Nothing really out of the ordinary. You kind of expect that when you're going into a fantasy game. I, I expect to fight skeletons and zombies wherever I go. Well, yeah, you're it's the hero. It's weird stuff too, like, right? like creepy clown guys that fix my cannons. They're <laughs> really sad. I don't know why. On the you top. feel more sorry for them than you do scared it's more of like, them. like, why is he so depressed in his life? What's going on? On that topic near that area in Twilight Princess, when you're being told about the dark interlopers, here's when, you know, all the Ilias, or whatever pronounce her name, are just turning and falling down upside down. You know, that's a little discerning, but I wouldn't call that scary, though. I have my first time playing it, and I was kind of freaked out by it. Yeah, I have to say that in any situations in which the Legend of Zelda series has tried to have that scariness factor to it, it's kind of fallen on its face. Yeah, partially I, because of the animation, and partially because you are the hero. You're supposed to face scary things. It, it doesn't seem to be something that Nintendo is all that skilled in, pretty much, <laughs> at least in this series. So, I mean, because most of the time, your enemies are not all that scary looking anyway. They're just kind of pseudo-wacky, cartoony. Like, every once in a while, you'll find Redeads that are kind of freaky. Sometimes they're not. Like, when we're Redeads are really not. They, they look kind of like Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, the only thing that's, that kind of scares me some is wall masters. I hate those guys. Mostly it's just because I'm spending most of my time away from them anyway. <laughs> but then I find one just crawling out of the wall. Just a huge hand coming out of the wall is kind of freaky in, its, in itself in the first place. Much less one that you know is going to ruin your day. <laughs> all right, all right. So we've covered scary. What about ambionic in general? Like, the area itself, does that 
are there any places that are just in in ambiance, you know, are there monsters there that just make it useless to do anything? Besides the phantoms? Yeah. Because I think phantoms perform that job pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Not I would really, have to really, when I think of, like, well. dead, undead, very type creatures in Zelda, they're more kind of goofy. I mean, we learned in Majora's Mask that, you know, happy songs kind of make them stay away from your house. Box house, uh, dead, stealthos would not go in. I say the music box house is creepier than the. Yeah, the music box house itself is kind of weird. <laughs> what, the what about outside? Uh, not so much. <laughs> what about Ikana in uh, Majora's Mask? I don't know, because I thought Ikana was just interesting. Because that's one of those interesting that, that, that I just want to wander all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of want to explore the. Yeah, I want to go in that place. Are. I want to go walk around and find out what's going on. <laughs> Invite me into your scary uh, the, place. The, I, I just want to look around. It's cool. The, the worst nightmare fuel that existed in uh, Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask was the House of Skeleton, which is just in an ordinary neighborhood house, which just happened to have these weird nightmarish spider highly hybrid dudes <laughs> crawling around here. Do you see a giant spider with like a human eye looking out the side and an arm just going, you kind of freak out. One last thing I think I can think about of is. In Ocarina of Time, just Hyrule Field at night, you know, you're this little kid and all of a sudden you see these skeleton children in about groups of two or three just coming out of the ground to kill you. I think that was kind of failed because the skull or the style children are just more humorous than anything. You know, they go <laughs> when they miss. Well, after a while, and they have because I just want to make it across Hyrule Field. And I'm just beating up one stall child after another. I'm like, you keep coming. <laughs> and you're right. Like, it's scary at first. Then it turns into a, an annoyance. And like, God, there's more of them. I really I, wish I, I had the Megaton Hammer in that that area. Then I could just, like, you know, whack them all back into the ground. <laughs> whack them all. Stall child. <laughs> I, I think they get points that, uh... They lose that scariness because they have the oversized heads and the oversized hands. Yeah. And, and the then their regular and bodies. The, the just... frequency of them. When it happens a lot, you become jaded to it pretty fast. When it's Right. If it was like every it once in a while, them. just this random little skull child would just come and jump on you, that would kind of freak you out. That, that'd be scary, you know? It comes it, from behind and like you grapples know you. No, it's everywhere off the pathway. It's pretty by the numbers. Like, well, I don't know. Wacky mailman is making it all across this field. Fine. <laughs> I think I can do it too. Yeah, and then they pop out and attack you. Yeah. Again, and again. We're just listening. And the worst is when you run away and you think you're okay, and all of a sudden, oh, there. more of them pop up, and you're like, oh, yay, thank you for coming out. I mean, they're about as annoying as the little puppets that uh, the Skull Kid summons in Twilight Princess over again. It's just, ah, more of them. Well, all right. I think that's all the time we have for today, guys. So I'd like to thank you for this spooky, but not really, podcast roundtable. Um, once again, my guests today were Jin and Rich. So I'd like to thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Uh-huh. So with that, I am Zelda Music Lover, and I'll hear you later. 
I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready for the rest of the podcast. Wow, you did that really fast. I told you I can run fast. Uh huh. I thought you just bamf. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh... Wow. Okay. Well, I'm gonna let you catch your breath. And wait. The, the the little red lights on. Yeah, I just noticed that too. Why Axel wants to broadcast again? I thought he was done. I don't know. I okay. would just put it up. Okay. Apparently, we're going back to Axel the Beast. A little chilly out here. Oh, right. Uh, hey there, guys. I'm Axel the Beast. I wasn't really planning on doing this until just a few minutes ago, but I'm doing yet another short little installment of The Wandering Beast. Uh, I want to talk about actual Halloween themes in Zelda, like the idea of seeing them. Just keep in mind, this is more of my just rambling my thoughts rather than, like, a well-thought-out argument this time. Uh, I'm in I'm in Faron Woods right now. I just... <clears throat> I just came out of the ancient cistern, uh, took the side road back to the woods instead of going to, uh, Lake Floria. It's night, a little cold, mainly because I'm still a bit damp. Yeah. yeah probably nothing. Uh, sorry, I'm just a bit jumpy. Those cursed bokoblins aren't that tough, but I had to manhandle a bunch of them to get out of the basement. I think if you were following me, I wouldn't be worried if I wasn't tired, but I'm, never mind what I just said. Not worried at all. Anyway, <clears throat> Halloween themes in Zelda. I'd like to see them in the series. I'm talking about the traditional Halloween stuff, like orange and black pumpkin, orange and black pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns, witches, black cat skeletons, the usual Halloween fare. They don't just fit scary areas. They fit any spooky region, whether they're trying to make it legitimately scary or not. Halloween is intended to be spooky, and it bases itself off spooky themes, but modern Halloween especially has a lot of whimsy, too. Seeing grinning pumpkins in a vaguely Halloween-themed area would be cool. You have pumpkins in Ordon Village, in Twilight Princess, and uh, nu on numerous Sky Islands in Skyward Sword, but let's have some jack-o'-lanterns in there. Jack-o'-lanterns have a lot of history with the character known as Jack of the Lantern. Evil guy, trick the devil, uh, trapped on Earth forever as a wandering spirit, that kind of thing. Just the idea of expanding on the ghosts in Zelda would be interesting. You have ghosts in a lot of Zelda games, but an entire game or an entire region based on them, like Ikana and Majora's Mask, would be cool to see again. Uh, witches kind of show up with the various evil spellcasters in the series, but especially with Twinrova. Not really Halloween-themed, though, given the desert locale. Huh? Oh, I hear a bunch of those cursed Bokoblins now. Here, let me just put some distance. Uh, Alright, I think that's enough. Uh, anyway... The main thing is Halloween themes like the traditional ones, but even stretching back into the origin with All Hallows' Eve and Spirits in the Harvest and whatnot. All of these are right at home in Zelda. You can look at it and think, oh, that wouldn't fit, but as I said, it has a sense of style and whimsy, so I think it does. But even aside from that, Zelda's experimented a lot with cultural elements. You had Native American stuff all over the place in The Wind Waker with the Rito and Twilight Princess with the Kakariko Village folk. Why not Halloween? Why not the old Celtic myths? Why not stereotypically spooky styles like goth gothic architecture? Where are our creepy mansions and witches and cauldrons? As I said, even, talk even taking into consideration the modern style of Halloween, if you cut out a few of the really gaudy things, there's some really interesting material. I've said before that I think the Zelda series should mess around with more unusual locations, because that makes the fantasy element more interesting. I think this is a good example of that. 
Come up with an area with some unusual themes, style it with an interesting combination of aspects to make it really interesting, and make the areas more distinct and flashy. I think that's a good thing for the series. I think if you add the Halloween to that, make those those themes to be Halloween-y, I think that would uh, that'd be really good. I think that fits Zelda. So bottom line is I'd like to see some Halloween themes in Zelda. Not just the spooky and disturbing stuff I've talked about, though that too, but some of the more traditional elements of Halloween. Not as a standard or anything like that, but just as an add-on to an area for of for some style. Probably one of the series' spooky areas. Just, you know, like for one game, just one shot at it. I think it'd be interesting. Be sure to tell me your thoughts, though, once again, and... Oh, they caught up to me again. Great. It's alright, I can handle this. Don't want to, but... Ah, get, get off me! Alright, so it... It sounds like Axel got away. Yeah, I could hear him running. Okay, so... Uh, hopefully we get to talk to Axel again here soon. Send him a message. Tell him to call us before I'm he gets home. I'm sure he's fine. I'm okay. sure he's fine. He's always fine. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> Alright, so, um, didn't, you know what, it's time to turn off the outside light. We haven't had anybody in a little while now. It's getting late. So we can have our m scary movie marathon now? Yeah, I guess we could. Okay. Well, we hope that you all enjoyed the Halloween podcast, and um, we wish you all a very happy Halloween. A spooky Halloween. And a safe Halloween. Please be safe out there. And uh, that was Din's mother's voice coming out a little bit, but too bad for you. Just a little bit. You get used to it, guys. It's okay. This was Din. And this was Rish. And this was the Halloween Z-Talk. Ooh, thanks for listening. Well, it took you long enough to get here, Axel. I'm sorry. I was I was, I was, was in the Shadow Temple and there was like, you know, read Okay, I'm here. I'm here. What are we doing? We're going to try and prank Din and Rish's house. I tried once before with toilet paper, but they saw me, so we need to find something we can do. Well, is there, like, is there anything we can do that won't get us spotted? I don't know. That's why I asked your help. Well, I, I don't have any ideas. Well, we could think about that. Wait, is that a recorder over there? I, what is that? I, is it? Right over there. Do you not see it? Is that a recorder? I see it, but I don't know. Wait, do you hear something? I thought I heard something.